The views, ideas, and content of well seekers and their guests are their own opinions, and you should always seek additional professional help around any of the issues discussed here on Well Seekers. Hello, and welcome to Well Seekers. So good to be back. We've been resting and restoring and just planning the best shows for you guys, for all of you, the next eight weeks. We're so excited to be here talking about our first topic for the next couple months as we head into the holidays. We're going to take you through the new year to January 1st with these conversations all about how to balance your mind, your mood, your relationships, and your life this holiday season so that you can actually have a peaceful one. There are so many holidays that I have spent and I've had clients that have spent really facing a lot of stress and anxiety over regular things and then over different things like grief, facing addictions, facing family dysfunction, facing trauma, and all of that can lead to a lot of anxiety really over the holiday season. There's an article on healthline.com that talks about the major things, the most common symptoms of holiday-related stress, and those are anxiety, sadness. People tend to have more headaches, more body aches, more irritability, and more inability to sleep during the holidays. I mean, and holiday stress is not just something that affects adults. It can affect children too. Many times we're faced with social gatherings, with family functions. Some of these things can lead to really happy memories and happy times, and that is awesome. Those are the best holidays. And some can lead to a tremendous amount of anxiety. On today's show, we're going to have Dr. Danica Harris join us. Danica has been on the show before. She has an incredible social media feed at The Empowered Therapist. So check that out on Instagram at The Empowered Therapist. We'll have a link as well. Um, But Danica is going to help talk to us about really some of the symptoms, some of the signs. I know that there's conversations that I've had and in my experience, people don't even know sometimes that the stress that they're feeling is from you know, maybe trauma that's happened to them in their life, or maybe they're having anxiety about a holiday event and they're having all these side effects. And sometimes it's hard to even identify that. So we're going to ask Danica about how we can identify that. And then also tips for managing it. When we're experiencing this, what can we do? I know that so often, one of the things too, is that the season you watch it on TV is supposed to bring, you know, joy and peace and all of these things. And when you don't feel it, it adds to feeling more anxiety. You're supposed to feel love and cheer. And if you feel any amount of stress, which by the way, I just need to pull a stat right now, more than 80% of us, 80%. So line up 10 people, eight of the more than 80%, which means that there's some you know margin for error and also self-reports. So let's just say more than eight of those people standing there, find the holiday season to be either somewhat or extremely stressful. So you're not alone in this. And the reasons typically are the same. Sometimes it's about just regular holiday stuff. You're spending too much. You're potentially eating too much. Maybe you're drinking too much. The other stuff can be, you know, more significant. Maybe you're spending too much time with people that are triggering because of family dysfunction, a role in a family that you don't want to have. Maybe there's been trauma in the family. Maybe there's a loss. I know that my first Christmas after I lost my brother was a really, really challenging time for myself and the people that I was around. So maybe too much togetherness is something. Maybe not enough togetherness. Maybe it's highlighting that you don't have a family or your role in your family isn't one that you want. 
these are just all exacerbated because of the holiday season. Maybe you suffer from something called SAD, seasonal affective disorder. Maybe your priorities and expectations are enormous and there's just a lot of pressure in your family to have the perfect holiday. These are all contributors. And sometimes we don't even know which ones we have. So Danica is going to come on and talk to us about that. I can say from experience, I know I shared this last year, but I have experiences personally. I've worked and studied ways to diminish the stress. So when Danica comes on, we can chat about that as well. So all of our guests are here to give you some fun, informative, and hopefully some holiday cheer to take with you. So we'll be right back with Danica on Well Seekers. Today's lifestyle demands the best in wireless. And with Pulse Cellular, you have the best options available. Switch to Pulse Cellular for unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data. Coast to coast with no contracts, no credit checks, and no overage fees. One line for $65 or four lines for just $45 each, including hotspot, Wi-Fi calling, and 50 gigs per line. And for all you travelers, we got you covered in Canada and Mexico. Plus, text and data in over 210 countries worldwide. All with the best phones or bring your own. That's pretty awesome. Get the best user experience on mobile at PulseCellular.com. You're listening to Well Seekers, a show where the journey is just as important as the destination. And we're back on Well Seekers with our guest, Danica Harris, Dr. Danica Harris. Danica is a therapist in Dallas, Texas, who co-owns Empowered Healing Dallas, a private practice where she provides trauma-informed therapy using an interpersonal and attachment-based approach. Anyone that listens to the show knows I talk about attachment probably way too much. Um, she also works as a clinical professor at Texas Women's University in the Counseling Psychology Program. And she has been on the show before, and we had such a great response. So Danica, Dr. Danica, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me again. Before you came on, Danica, before we called you, we were talking about how the holidays can be a trigger, especially Mm -hmm. for people that do suffer from various forms of trauma. Also, there's a tremendous amount of sometimes family dysfunction that occurs and the holidays can heighten that family dysfunction. So we wanted to have you on because one, obviously you specialize in trauma to talk Mm -hmm. about holiday anxiety. On our show before, we've talked about the difference between anxiety and stress. So maybe Mm -hmm. we could briefly cover that and then go more into things that happen if you have experienced trauma, if you have family dysfunction and how we can deal with them a little bit better to help us manage that anxiety this holiday season. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just want to like normalize for anybody listening that the holidays can be, of course, a joyous time, a connecting time, and they can also simultaneously be a really stressful time, mm-hmm. um, a time where folks feel triggered or uncomfortable. And and honestly, for some people, particularly trauma survivors, when there's family of origin based trauma, they may feel like they're disconnected from their families or they may actually be disconnected. And that may be a part of um how they've established safety for themselves. And so the holidays can be very complicated, independent of our relationships with our family of origin. So true. And I know personally and professionally, I've experienced a heightened sense of anxiety. I mean, normal stress around the holidays, right? Because you have a larger to-do list and Mm -hmm. often traveling and gift purchasing um, and 
extra expectations in your day-to-day life with just heightened stress anyway. And then add in what you were just referencing, which is if you've had traumatic experiences and they come from your family of origin and you're going to be around your family of origin, there's going to be anxiety. And and like you said, it could even be a triggering event. Um, Mm -hmm. So thank you for normalizing it because that is something that people do experience. Can you just point out maybe some of the signs that, because I know when I, I've heard from clients and have experienced myself, sort of that feeling, and I wasn't connected to myself enough at the time to know mm-hmm. what I was experiencing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I often feel like when working with clients, it's the same thing, helping them, you know, understand what's going on. So yes. do you, can you offer some things that our listeners, if they're experiencing during the holiday season, may be a sign of triggering from trauma or family dysfunction. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I think over the years of, and I've been doing, um, I'd say for like the last 10 years, I've noticed I'm having this conversation around the holidays with clients, either clients I'm seeing in the group setting, and then a whole group will be dedicated to that or one-on-one. Um, and I'm already having these conversations with folks over the last couple of weeks that there starts to be just like these conversations about the holidays. And even, even those people who feel like, you know, a complicated relationship around the holidays, maybe they enjoy some aspects of it, but not others. There there's this kind of like impending doom that'll start to be talked about. And, you know, I think people feel really, they can, they can feel very shameful or very guilty for that. Like, I know I should, that's, you know, I think people like should on themselves a lot. I know I should be grateful for the holidays or I, I should be happy that I'm going to have time off and get to spend time with family or loved ones. And when I start hearing language like that, that tells me you may have a complicated relationship with this time of year. Mm. And so I, I think it's, that's one of the pieces. And then I also think, you know, one of the things we should be doing this as a practice, all of us all the time is uh, checking in and seeing like, how do I feel when I'm around certain people? And and that's true independent of who we're around. So not just family, but also coworkers and friends. And we should be using that to guide how we set our, create our boundaries with people. So I think, you know, one is like checking in and seeing like, if I'm thinking about, oh, I have to go to a family event, like, how do I feel about that? Like truly go inward and what's the feeling I'm having? And if, if there's anxiety or if there's fear or dread, that's worth unpackaging and looking at a little bit closer. And then I think simultaneously, if you're feeling um, some complicated feelings during the holidays and you start saying things like, oh, I should just be happier. I don't know what's wrong with me. This is supposed to be a happy time of year. That's worth unpackaging too. Mm. Obviously, if you feel like it needs unpackaging, this is a great time to reach out for professional guidance and support, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, here's the wonderful thing about social media. And I know we've talked about this before, but just there's so many resources available for you to really, you know, think about like what, what impact do the holidays have on me? What impact does my family of origin or the family that I go back to around this time of year, what impact do they have on me? And really get curious about like, what do these relationships feel like to me? And what do they get? What do I get from them? But also what do they take from me? And if you notice that you're left with a deficit, If you go to a family event and you leave feeling entirely completed and you get nothing out of it, then there's, there's some internal work you can do. And, you know, of course it'd be great to do with a therapist or another professional, but you could even think about that on your own and maybe journaling would be helpful or talking it out with other trusted, um, either chosen family or friends. What other resources, Danica, have you, or 
and you may not have an answer for this, so feel free to say, I don't know, but are there any books specifically that you really love if someone wants to explore and dive a little deeper in that area? Because I'm a huge book fan. Yeah. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head that would be related to like families and the holidays. Although if I can think of one, I'll follow up with you with one. Okay. Um, you know, I think doing a little bit of either inner child work or some attachment based work can be mm-hmm. really, really helpful. A book I'm very into right now, I'm referring it to my colleagues, my supervisees, my clients. It's called The Power of Attachment. Mm, I've and read it, it. And it have you? It's wonderful. Yeah. You just you can take a look at your your way of responding really that stems from your initial caregivers and family systems. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes, even even though that's not about the holidays, even if we can get to an understanding of, you know, how did I get to be the way I am relationally? And who do I come from? And what was that initial kind of bond relationship like in my household? That helps us to kind of see the family dynamic a little bit clearer. And sometimes we're able to handle that and sometimes we're not. And having a little bit of space this time of year, if that's what's going to be beneficial to you, then that's by all means what you ought to do. I love that. And that is so, so true. It really is relationally where all of our attachment comes from, right? So, and how we relate to our significant other currently or our friends or our workplace attachment Mm -hmm. is just, it's everything in my opinion. Oh, I totally Um, agree. So say we're in this place, Danica, where, okay, now we've realized, hey, maybe I am actually feeling, you know, for me, again, I've talked about this so much, but my response tended to be, especially around the holidays, to overeat. I was a Mm. huge stress eater when I had anxiety um, Mm -hmm. or biting my nails. Those were my two go-tos. So, Mm -hmm. which I don't anymore because of my own work. And Mm -hmm. I know it manifests for my clients in different ways as well. People have their Mm -hmm. own sort of ways to escape anxiety and we can get into some of the healthier ways in a second. But if someone's listening and they're starting to realize a trend, like in the Mm -hmm. holiday when I'm with, you know, fill in the blank, I do feel anxiety or two weeks before I'm supposed to go, you know, Mm -hmm. see someone, my body is just not feeling right. Mm -hmm. What would you suggest? What steps would you suggest taking if they're in that place? Yeah. You know, I, this is kind of my go-to approach. Like my first, my first like line of action is like not to do anything, but to observe it. So, you know, start to begin to notice my patterns, like observe. So like you mentioned, like eating. So there's nothing inherently wrong with emotional eating. Is it a long-term coping strategy? Probably not. There's probably other coping strategies that may be more helpful for you. And yet we all do things like that. We all emotionally eat. Um, Many people fidget or, you know, pick at their nails or even engage in extra sleeping or extra exercise or, you know, things like that, that long-term aren't really adaptive. But in the interim, if that's what you're noticing, first notice it. So I know that when I hang out with so-and-so, I have a stress response and I know I have a stress response because I, I engage behaviorally different. And so before anyone even makes any changes, just get to a place of non-judgment around it. And, and so one of the things I'll say to my clients is like, start saying to yourself, oh, here's this thing I'm doing. So I'm noticing the behavior and it makes sense that I'm doing it given the context of my trauma. And so if we can acknowledge our pain first and foremost, if we can validate ourselves, 
then we are really going to be on the right track to healing. Because what we do culturally, and I see this not only with clients, I see this with my friends. I know yeah. I've been in this on my process myself to say like, oh, I'm having this reaction. I'm doing this thing behaviorally and I'm judging myself for it. And, oh, if I only I could do something different. And the truth is we just don't do nice things for people we hate. And that starts with us. So true. I love that. We don't do nice things for people we hate. Well, sometimes I do, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole nother issue. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's a whole, that's actually a whole nother episode, which we probably will have at some, at some yeah, point. Yeah, I love noticing that's a technique that I speak to a lot when I'm working with people. Uh, I think it's one of the foundations of mindfulness. I don't know if you do mindfulness. Um, I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Based, John Kabat-Zinn. Love his Mm -hmm. work. If you guys have any interest in learning about mindfulness, I'll put some links to books. But John Kabat-Zinn's just amazing. I actually did a two-week training on the top of Mount Madonna once. Oh, wow. It was unreal. Um, I bet. That sounds amazing. And it was all around this. And it's just fascinating to me. But if anyone listening doesn't know what mindfulness-based stress reduction is, it's essentially what Danica was talking about, which is just starting to notice the sensations and then, you know, make a change at some point, right? So, but it's really just safely getting in touch with where you're at, meeting yourself essentially where you're at and then going from there, I think is the simplest way to describe it. So say we've met ourselves and, um, We want to do something different. I'm not a one size fits all treatment person. There's some years, I'll just reference it back to me instead of my clients, but there's some years I have skipped certain events um, Mm -hmm. because it was just too triggering for me in some ways. What's the range of things to offer people? Because I just remember the first time someone said, well, you don't need to go to that. And I was like, I don't. Like I have permission to not do that. Okay. So it was just such a new eye opening thing for me. What's a range of actions you can take if you've met yourself at this place and you're like, yes, this is causing me anxiety. Yeah. Well, I love, I love your, your kind of go-to of like, oh, I don't have to go. I think, and that's something um, I know is really hard for people to wrap their heads around because if you are part of a family system with, which most of us are in some capacity, especially if there's a dynamic that like, oh, we all celebrate the holidays together, whether we even choose to, it's just kind of a tradition or a pattern. It's really hard. It's like jarring to us to think about like, oh, I could choose to not go. I have autonomy here. Um, So a lot of times that's the work right there. It's just believing you have autonomy to make choice. And so sometimes it's, I don't have to go if I'm going to be triggered. Mm. I think another thing is it's all about boundaries. So, you know, you're not obligated to share space with an abuser. So if if going to a family event means that you're going to be around someone who has physically, emotionally, mentally caused you harm, the right answer for you may literally be to not go. Yeah. And that might mean you're missing out on other things, but it also means you're protecting your safety. And so I really try to start there with my clients of let's just be reasonable about is this place safe? And if if we're talking about discomfort and we're talking about triggers that someone can work work around or maybe, you know, have a plan of action and they feel like, no, I still want to go. I'm going to be safe. I'm just going to be triggered and not just like flippantly, but they, they think they can handle it. Then, okay, let's work with that dynamic. But if someone says to me, like, I'm going to have to be around my abuser, my family is unsafe. I will be a wreck for three days following. I really try to sit with them with the resistance of not going and really say like, let's, let's think about this. Let's think about the impact here. Like, will people be mad? Probably so. And will, will that impact your safety? 
And if we're talking about your safety and your healing, we need to prioritize that. And I would hope my, you know, with my clients, my friends, whoever I'm talking to, I want them to prioritize their safety because I think that's what I've learned to do for myself too. Let's say we decide to go. Let's say Mm -hmm. it's a triggering event that maybe isn't to the point where it's going to cause us significant harm that we have to avoid it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes not now, but work functions in the past where I've just been like, oh my gosh, this is causing me so much anxiety that I need to go to this holiday, fill in the blank. Um, Mm -hmm. But you still have to show up. What are some techniques that you could maybe offer or even just insight you could offer um, Mm -hmm. into ways to handle that anxiety and stress? So I think I've got a couple ideas here. So first, okay, so you've gone, set the boundaries around time and space. So you can say to yourself and it's whatever you work yourself up to ahead of time. Like I can choose to leave this event when it feels right to me. And so like knowing that like, well, if I feel overwhelmed or if I, if it hits a certain time point and I need to leave, then I can't. I think you can also make decisions around like touch and we see this a lot. And I've been seeing this meme go around like on the internet a fair amount about, you know, not forcing children to hug family members if they don't want to, that goes for us too. We don't have to hug or touch anyone or let them hug or touch us. So we can set personal physical boundaries as well. I think we can also say like there's certain comments or certain people that we can't, we won't be around. So maybe we go to an event and we know that there'll be 10 people there, 20 people there. And maybe we just do our best to, to identify a safe person ahead of time and know like, well, this is my person and I'm going to do my best to spend the bulk of my time with that person. Oh, I love that. Finding one person. Yeah. To have as your go-to or to just stick by their side. Exactly. I've done that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. have found, you know, a safe person and just sort of hugged onto them the whole night. Right. And I've let, and I've been that safe person for other people. And I know I have yep. like, okay, just come sit, you know, near me and it's all going to be okay. Um, right. Danica, I don't know if you've personally experienced holiday. Do you personally experience holiday stress? I sure do. Okay. I sure do. <laughs> what do you do for your mm-hmm. own self-care routine? Cause I know for, I have to. Self-care used to be such a buzzword to me where I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 self-care, self-care. But when you Mm -hmm. actually start doing some of the buzzwords that one, I've told people to do and (laughs) two, Mm -hmm. just, I don't know about you, but I watched my whole sense of self and life really change. Absolutely. So I think for me, it's it's kind of a combination of things. So I've made choice around which events I'll go to and which people I'll be around. And that's been really important for me. And so like I then because I'm there's maybe things that, you know, particularly this time of year where I don't go to family functions or I don't go to certain functions with certain people. So I do other things instead. And that's that's been a process. It's taken me time. But like I'll do Friendsgiving and I'll have people come to my house. Mm-hmm. So I'm surrounded. I still get to celebrate. I still get to connect. But it's with people who are chosen and safe and comfortable for me. And then I think, you know, when I'm going to an event that I, I just know like, well, this isn't going to be my most favorite or comfortable thing. I might take a grounding item with me. So like a stemming item of some sort, something I can like hold on to, like a cool stone or a stemming ring or, you know, something like that, that will keep me grounded and centered in the moment, engaging in like mindful breathing. So making sure I'm doing deep belly breaths and not breathing from my chest, because that will help send a physiological response to my body that, you know, I, yeah, I may be anxious, but my anxiety does not rule me. It doesn't own me. I'm grounded. I'm present in this moment. I love two things that you said. One, the grounding item. 
So great. Mm. Um, something to put in your pocket to rub. I have a stone. I have stones and I've told mm-hmm. a lot of people passed on this advice as a grounding item. They have words on them and I just like can rub that stone. I've had clients yep. do the same. And also something that you highlighted is your family of origin doesn't need to be your family of choice mm-hmm. and you can create a family and there's just so many definitions of family now and you know 2019 and that's something mm-hmm. I appreciate I've had other people in my life appreciate I actually do love my family mm-hmm. and I love spending time with most of them mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have spent so many Christmases and Thanksgiving just because of you know various situations in friends homes or just needing to take a break. Right. I think it's again offering yourself that permission to yes. try something new and try something healthy for yourself and to see what happens. Well, and it's so important if you can be around people who also allow you the space you need. So no matter who I'm with, like I want to have and I would want to honor this for someone else. I want to have the opportunity to take a break if I need one, even if I'm having a fantastic time. As a highly sensitive person, sometimes I can become overstimulated. I see this a lot with my clients. Like, I love my family. I want to be around them. But, you know, two days is too much. Mm. Okay, well, then ask for what you need. Maybe you need a nap midday. Maybe you need to you need to be the person to run to the grocery store to pick something up. Maybe you need a walk. Maybe, you know, you just need some time in silence, all of those things are very reasonable things to ask for. And if you get pushback on needing space, that tells you something about the safety of the environment or the people that you're around. Absolutely. Danica, before we let you go, any final advice or anything that you want to say or offer about the holidays this year? Yeah. And, you know, so this is, this is a message I share with folks often and it's not exclusively about the holidays, but I hope especially at this time of year when stress can feel high and tension can be ever present, just honor your feelings, whatever you're feeling is valid. And it doesn't matter if someone else believes you or understands you or feels the same way. Your feelings are valid and you're best served when you accept them, honor them, acknowledge them, see them as opposed to reject them. What a perfect place to leave this conversation. Danica Harris. Danica is a therapist in Dallas, Texas, who co-owns Empowered Healing Dallas, a private practice. Um, She also works as a clinical professor at Texas Women's University in the Counseling Psychology Program. Dr. Danica Harris, thank you so much for spending some time with us on Well Seekers. And before we let you go, Danica has the most amazing social media. You will absolutely want to check this site out and all of Danica's sites. So Danica, could you just let our listeners know how they could get in touch with you and follow you? Yeah. So my Instagram handle is at the empowered therapist and I post information about mental health, primarily trauma and healing. You'll also see lots of pictures of my dogs just because sometimes we need, (laughs) we need to see fuzzy creatures to make us happy. Yeah. I do try to share some about my practice there, but I also share hopefully a lot of helpful resources to folks in their healing journey. If you are in Texas and you're open to either individual or group therapy through um, in-person means or teletherapy, you can reach me on my website, which is empoweredhealingdallas.com. Dr. Danica Harris, thanks so much for joining us and happy holidays. Thank you. You too. Take care of yourself. We'll be right back on Well Seekers. After a long day, taking time to love yourself and your friends and your family more well can be a challenge. We're so burnt out and exhausted and stressed from working so hard during the day, we forget to love the people and the places and the things that are important to us. Well, 
Lucia Knight is here to help. We're gonna be a retreat and a treat for your day. A place to laugh, to connect, and to learn to love yourself and others more well. We're gonna talk about relationships, ways to sleep better. We'll have expert guests, personal stories, maybe even a musical guest or two. We'll share behind the scenes into my own life as well, my friends, my family, and of course, my relationships. So close the door on your day and light up your night with Lucia at night. Also, make sure to check out more at wellseekers.com for simple and real life ways to bring wellness home. I'll see you tonight on Lucia at Night. Thanks for being part of the Seekerhood. We couldn't do this without you. Now, back to the show. And we're back on Well Seekers. Thanks so much to Dr. Danica Harris for joining us. Wow, she is just incredible. Lots of great takeaways from that conversation about mostly around, I think, asking great questions to help you discover where you're at, checking in with your body this whole holiday season. And really the next six weeks, we want to help you do that with the remainder of the guests we're going to be having. So make sure that you do subscribe to the podcast. There's an RSS feed button, or you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, all the other great places that you can listen to Well Seekers. But subscribe and you don't want to miss a second of our next six weeks of guests. It's going to be amazing. Before we leave you, one of the things that Danica talked about was, of course, something that we talk about a lot here at Well Seekers, which is self-care. I love to grab a tool, but this week I have, t- I have two things. One, I am really excited about this, but we have new gear on our WellSeeker site. Um, there's going to be some changes coming to our site and that I'm also really excited about. Um, we have a new show. Our second episode is going to air this Thursday night, so make sure you catch it. It's called Lucia Night. It is focused just on relationships, loving yourself and others more well. So all things relationships. That's one new thing. Second is just a whole new look, a whole new feel to the site. Phase one has happened. It's going to keep evolving and changing. And then the second thing is we have a shop button. So if you click on the shop button, there's two things that I think are going to be great. One's for self-care and one is just something I'm really excited about. (laughs) So the first, if you click on our private club, we have our warm and bright winter box. And if you're looking for a way, if maybe you're going through a life transition this holiday season, maybe you've faced addiction like alcohol, other substances, food, um, and you want new coping skills. Maybe you're a caregiver for a child or a parent and you need a little break. Maybe you're dealing with a chronic illness like autoimmune or cancer or substance abuse or an eating disorder. Maybe you're just looking to feel better from the inside out. Being a woman and a female, I just create this box sometimes with women in mind. You'll see that there's really cozy socks, some tea, and three more really fun items. Actually, I'm going to just clip put a link in this show so you can go check it out for yourself. All the items are really made to nurture you from the inside out. If you're making a comeback, if you want to just keep rising in your path to wellness, I know that you're listening to this show because of that. But here are just some fun tools to help ignite that along your journey. So go to wellseekers.com, click on our private club and you can check all of that out. The other thing I'm really excited about is that we just got merch. So if you click on the shop page and then click merch, I'm wearing it right now. I promise you that Well Seekers is going to be video soon. Lucia at night is video every week. Um, so you can watch that on video and listen to it on podcast. But we have t-shirts and they're awesome, everyone. They just say 
they have like the coolest phrases. Like this show is all about being real, making a rise, making a comeback. So there's a shirt that says real, well, grateful, tribe, because you're all part of the seeker tribe. Joyful, breathe, just to remind you, we have a well seeker hoodie, which is what I am wearing right now. Um, hats, a mug that you know says joyful, well, breathe, real, tribe, all of those great words, and a tote bag. So if you're listening right now and you want 10% off, there's a special code that I'm going to give you for listening to the show. And it's WS, like Sam, Wall Seekers, WS New 10. And you will get 10% off your order. So check out our merch page. I think the sweatshirt's totally a self-care item. It reminds me to treat myself well all the time. I feel like when I'm wearing it, I live the Well Seeker way, which is to holistically treat myself well from the mind down. And it reminds me to get outside of myself and help others do the same. So I love wearing the merch because it reminds me of everything we talk about here on the show, which is the most important thing. I know that the holidays really kick off next week with Thanksgiving, so we are right by your side holding your hand. So make sure you subscribe to our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, whatever you need to, our mailing list, because we want to walk with you on this journey to well, side by side, giving you the most real, the most up-to-date, and the best info from all of our guests here, everyone that works on the show, and from myself. We are so excited to spend the next eight weeks with you talking about how to balance your mind, your mood, and your life this holiday season, which includes your body and every other aspect of holistic wellness. So stay with us. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I know you have so many choices of podcasts, especially now, so thanks for picking this one. All right. We love you guys and girls and everyone listening to the show. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you next week on Wealth Seekers. How would you like to join the conversation? Email us anytime at hello at wellseekers.com.